Morning. Um, Morning. I was just watching some of the the YouTube uh, that was posted, uh, or the seminars that was posted on YouTube, <laughs> and I, I laugh. It shows you where my sense of humor lies. Um, <coughs> my opening remarks to you guys, I was more brutal than I think normal. Uh, and uh, the uh, your parents are scumbags. And I, you know, I went on and on. And uh, the, I normally I say that. I always say that during the seminar, but I don't say it in the opening remarks. But one of the differences from this seminar is one, not this seminar, but the last two seminars, is I give the, the summation in 20, 30 minutes of the seminar in a few, few slides so you understand where we're going as opposed to how I used to do it for many, many years. Um, and I decided that I wanted to start it from the very night that we started uh, that, I mean, it, it, it's rough where most things that you go to, the introductory dinner is, hi, how are you? My name's Jeff. You know, well, that's all bullshit. That's not the way life is. <coughs> that's not the way life is. And uh, the, uh, in a lot of European countries, when you start a business meeting, they want a little foreplay. Da -da -da -da, you know, I, I see that you've got, well, if you, they don't meet in offices anymore, now they meet in, in conference rooms. But I see you play tennis, you know, you got uh, pictures of tennis. Oh, you got kids, you know, and um, the um, and for most of those guys up there, the, the, time is money, so they're not interested in, in all that. They want to cut to the chase, and um, although I was good at it, but I got I I had to be good at it when I was young, when I looked young, because I felt that I needed to bridge that gap between my youth, and even though I thought I had a lot of experience and their experience, but I really wanted their money. I didn't give a fuck about their experience. I didn't give a fuck about anything else. It's like when I was young and single. I didn't give a fuck about what you said. I just wanted to go to bed. But the same thing vis-a-vis -vis money. So, but as I've gotten older now, uh, I've been old a long time now, but in the last 20 years, I just, you know, I just, I don't want to hear all the bullshit. I just want to cut to the chase. You know, are you going to fuck me or aren't you going to fuck me? Uh, are you going to give me the money or aren't you going to give me the money? And most of the guys that I deal with that are in financial institutions are your age, young. And that puts a lot of them off. You know, they all look like Christopher here, you know. Look, he looks like a fucking Mormon uh, book salesman or something. You know? <coughs> and I'm not, that's, not, that's a good look. But I mean, you know, and he, you know, he, he's young. He's uh, presumably bright. I don't, I don't know how... Vis-a-vis after talking to him last night, I don't know how smart he is now. He looks smarter than he is. And that's what you all want to be. You want to look smarter than you are. You want to look more successful than you are. And speaking of success, how was Balmer last night on the Oxford talk? Did anybody hear anything new? I mean, I know a lot of you have already heard it before. Yeah. Phenomenal, he's amazing. His enthusiasm and how he leads, I absolutely love it. I love yeah, I mean, he, he's an incredible guy, and he's, he's got incredible leadership. I think he's going to do, do a great job owning the Clippers. He paid a, about a billion, two or three, too much, but, you know, who gives a shit for him? And I can, I can appreciate that, because I've overpaid for a lot of stuff in my life, just because I wanted it. Uh, and, um, but he, he's got some excellent leadership skills. He's, he talks about uh, Microsoft being a two-trick fuck. He don't call him trick. Uh, pony, what's it called? Pony, 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 pony. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, why, why don't we have a three, third trick, he says. 
I don't know. You know? Uh, but most people don't have two tricks. And, uh, the, uh, and he said that, uh, if I remember correctly, he also said Apple was a two trick. Um, and, uh, but now he, he wants to leave his, uh, he has a long legacy at uh, Microsoft, uh, but most of the credit, rightly or wrongly, will go to Mr. Gates for, for Microsoft. And that's just the way it is. And um, the, so uh, if he turns the Clippers into world champions, which they have never been close to, I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll get off on that. And I hear through the, the grapevine, through the, some of the lawyers that I use, that um, uh, he uses, uh, that uh, he's got a couple of uh, irons in the fire that, you know, could be announced um, in the next few months. It would be pretty surprising, stuff he's going to buy, things he's going to do. But see, when you bring, when most people aren't going to ask him on boards because they're afraid. Just like most people don't, other than the boards we form here, most people don't ask me on boards because they're afraid because we say what we think. We're not there to play politics. And if you want our knowledge, then uh, it comes with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, now, you will be more politically correct than some of your board members that you bring on your dream team. In fact, you'll probably be more politically correct than all your board members that you bring on your dream team. Uh, because it's your job to make them a cohesive unit. It's your job through your leadership skills, and you'll get better and better <coughs> at your leadership skills, which right now they're not, not so great, uh, to, um, <coughs> for example, one of the things I, I was taught by Jerry Ormond, uh, who is one of my mentors, who is the uh, founder of Ormond Industries in the 60s and 70s and early 80s. It was the fastest growing company on the American Stock Exchange, if I remember correctly. He had done many, many acquisitions. Uh, and he was like a second father to me. But he said, um, whenever you have a board meeting, vote. You never ask for a vote. You don't already know what the result is. Never. Never, ever, ever. And uh, he taught me, you, you know, when you're going to have a board meeting, you invite all, all those guys on that picture over there, Governor Carey, Dryhold Dyke, Father North Elder. I'd invite them two, three days early. We're having the board meeting here. Uh, and um, we'd schmooze, and I talked to them privately, individually. A couple of the guys, uh, Bruce Patterson, who the guy from World Dutch Shell, and Governor Carey got to be buddies, and they were both about the same age. And uh, Bruce Patterson and Governor Carey were platoon leaders during World War II that landed on Normandy, one in the British uh, Army, one in the U.S. Army. So they got along fine. So I, I cornered them and, you know, after a few drinks, what do you think about this and this is what we're going to vote on? You know, uh, can I count on you? Just like in JR, you know, the Dallas, can I count on you? And they say, yeah, whatever you say, uh, Mr. Chairman. So you always know the vote before, because otherwise you're going to get voted out. And everybody in this table will no doubt uh, the um, won't survive uh, unless you do it this way. I mean, the first time you have a board meeting, they might put you out. And so, um, and but I learned that from them that you you know you always know what the vote's going to be. And I postpone board meetings if I if, if very seldom, only once or twice that I can remember where uh, they were worried about some legal consequence. So I brought in a lawyer. I flew in a lawyer with a chopper, helicopter, demanding here from London to explain to the, everybody that uh, what we were doing uh, was in the gray area, 
not illegal, but I mean, vis-a-vis, -vis, we were going to issue um, uh, a second uh, class of shares uh, or uh, a debenture linked to the price of oil or something, and they were they had never done it before, and so we postponed the meeting and we postponed the vote until everybody, yeah, 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 and a, and a lot of the votes were done over cognac, champagne, and everybody, you know, is happy. But you don't take votes in a board meeting unless you know what the result is. Otherwise, you're on a uh, railroad, express railroad, out the door, it could be. But Balmer is, uh, I'm sure, do a great job with the Clippers. Uh, he is super energetic, but that's the first time I've ever hear, heard him speak. And we're going to talk about using the F word and people that swear in business. And he's one of the examples I have. Uh, I've also got a YouTube example of John Fitzpatrick Kennedy, President of the United States, saying fuck and bad words that has been gotten through the archives, and it's on YouTube, so I forget who sent it to me. Um, and, and people use, and we have about a 30-minute uh, little deal about uh, why I use uh, graphic language. Uh, and I use sexual metaphors a lot. And why do I use sexual metaphors? Because people do um, What? Because people get them. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping everybody gets fucked here, okay? After looking at you for a, a, a day and a half, I'm not, I'm not so sure of that. Uh, and I'm absolutely positive that everybody on YouTube's not getting fucked. I'm positive of that. You know, uh, when I was young and 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 uh, and I used to think to myself, I go into a meeting. I said, I wonder how many guys in here had three orgasms last night, like I did. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to look around the room, you know, and they're all probably none of them, okay. And the um, but Balmer is. A very charismatic, energetic guy. And he's loud, he uses bad words, he throws computers and chairs at people, and we're going to show some examples that, in uh, court statements, depositions. Uh, I told him I was going to Google, he went berserk, he threw a chair at me, uh, or he threw a chair in, uh, in his own office, breaking a bunch of shit. Uh, whatever you tell me, don't tell me you're fucking going to Google. Whatever you say. And the guy looks down in the deposition, you, uh, I'll read it, you'll read it. And he says, uh, yeah, I'm going to Google. And he goes, berserk. He goes, berserk. Because apparently uh, Microsoft had lost a lot of good talent to Google uh, in, in the beginning. And uh, because uh, they were the new guys in, on the street, just as Microsoft was 30 years before, 25 years before. But it, it's very, very interesting. Uh, and a lot of the guys uh, are, uh, that have been that kind of, had that kind of success want to do it again. Now, I took the other avenue, and getting back to your original question, how come I didn't continue to do acquisitions and do deals? Because I didn't think it was so difficult, and I, you know, I wanted to prove, I, I didn't know it was going to be this hard, dragging you fuckers across the line. I, hadn't, I underestimated so, because I'm an optimist, I underestimated so grossly how hard it is to put people on the Hall of Fame. I didn't know the Hall of Fame then, you know, but it's a motherfucker. I mean, it's hard. You know, just the first three guys that I had private time with last night, you all got different stories, you know? And uh, most of them aren't nice. I don't mean nice because they're uh, bad, but they're ugly, you know? Uh, and uh, because that's the way life is. And, and, you know, I've tried to teach my kids that are all grown, they're 32, 31, and almost 28, my daughter. But kids don't want to hear that. Kids don't want to hear the life's a motherfucker. 
And that's why parents make the mistake, in my judgment, and I said it last night, and they tell you you can be anything you want to be. You're special. You know? Yeah, there's only 7.2 billion of you. You're special. Okay? And I, I, I remember reading a book to one of my kids where it, it has little pictures of semen, 400 million <coughs> semen, and it makes one, one baby. I wish I had never read that fucking thing to him. <laughs> and when, when just now that you know me a little bit, can you imagine me reading that fucking book to him? Is that a fucking joke or what? <laughs> and you're special because out of 400 million little fucking worms or whatever they're, yeah, it made you. Allah, forgive me. Holy shit. And we were talking last night to, uh, uh, would you consider yourself a devout Muslim? I'm, I'm an aspiring devout Muslim. An aspiring, okay. So that means he's a devout Muslim. Okay. And, I, I, and we were talking about his wife not being here and uh, other Muslims that have been here. And I told him, I said, it's a true story. I had a guy that uh, used to be an intern <coughs> for uh, President Clinton. And he was there when Monica Lewinsky was there. Good-looking Muslim kid. He actually looked like a terrorist. But anyway, he's a good-looking Muslim kid. <laughs> and uh, he said, I, we always wondered how come we couldn't get in Monica's pants. Because she's fucking the president, right? Okay. But he, he, was, gonna, he, he was coming to work for me. Uh, before he came to work for me, his mother came. His mother, Burka, <coughs> the whole nine yards, a very devout lady, came to my seminar. And she sat through the entire seminar. And I told her at the beginning of the seminar, I said, I'm not going to change my language just because you're here. She said, I wouldn't expect you to, Mr. Pena. And I mean, but I could see in her eyes behind the thing... I mean, a couple of things, they rolled. Her eyes were rolling back in her head. And uh, because I talked the way I talk. So at the end of the seminar, she came up to me. She says, I know, uh, you know, you're going to be, uh, be talking to the people, and uh, I don't want to take too much of your uh, private time. But I just want to tell you, I'm glad um, it, my son should come to the seminar and come to work for you. I said, okay. You sure? He says, yes, I've already uh, called him. I, I made the decision yesterday, actually. Uh, but I wanted to see the end. I wanted to see, you said that uh, your seminar was like sex. It all came at the end. And I looked at her and I go, yeah, it's true. That's what I said. She said, you're right, it does. It's, it comes quite in a crescendo, she said. And, I, and, and um, the, uh, but so we've had some really devout people here. You know, and, uh, but listening to, to him last night, it brought back these memories of the various uh, he's not a holy roller, but we've had some holy rollers here too. I mean, uh, that uh, we've had a lot of the younger kids want to save mankind. They want to come up with an invention or something, not just the young ones, right, Robert? They want to do something that will change the planet. Okay, whether it's give more water or uh, more uh, vegetables, whatever. There's, there's a lot of the, whereas, whereas back in the 90s, nobody gave a fuck about that. I didn't hear anybody ever say they wanted to save the planet or uh, they wanted to uh, change mankind, nothing. What do you think that, that change was? Well, part of, the so part of the change is they blame it on my generation that we fucked the world up in the 80s. The greed, which I, 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 I couldn't do. Bullshit. And all those guys would disagree vehemently uh, that we fucked it up in the 80s because we were just lining our pockets with cash. Um, the, uh, but I, I believe that the educational system, both from the Harvards all the way down to the state, the community colleges, have changed their, um, uh, the curriculum. 
that uh, they teach the kids. And now there are classes in global warming. There are classes in stuff like that. And there didn't there used to be ever. Nobody gave a shit. Okay? And, uh, oh, I won't say nobody gave a shit. But it wasn't on the agenda. Uh, and now we've got a generation uh, that has grown up thinking differently. And uh, is that good or bad? I don't know. In 500 years, the planet's still here. And to see the state of the world, somebody will tell you, you know. I won't be around. I don't want to give a shit. It's like the castle the, uh, has been here since 1468. And, uh, and something's always going wrong, okay? Uh, something's always breaking. Every day, almost something breaks when you've got some, a place that old. And so they came in and they, uh, they were redoing uh, the roof. And they came in and they told me, these architects and these engineers who came in and said, you know, your uh, turrets, you know, the turrets, the things, the round things up on the tower, um, are, are in danger of falling someday. Okay, well, we'll put it, I didn't see in a spreadsheet, because in those days it was Lotus 1, 2, 3. You know, do, do a thing and let me see what it is. And so I looked at the timeline and, am I reading this correctly? It says between 150 and 300 years, it could <laughs> fall. <laughs> and he says, yeah, he says, uh, that's, that, that's the worst case scenario. <clears throat> and I said, well, what's, and, and then I looked down and he says, 500 years is the best case scenario? He says, yeah, I said, forget about it. You, and you're not charging me for this shit that you just did. Forget about it. You're insulting me. I mean, I couldn't give a fuck less. Something's going to happen 150 years from now. Let alone 500 years from now. Are you a fucking idiot? And, I, and they, they sent me the bill. They kept sending me the bill for three, four years. I wouldn't pay it. I said, sue me. If you think I owe you the fucking money, sue me. They stopped. Because they know if it went to court, they'd laugh. Even up here, they'd laugh. And I, you know, but I'm not worried about stuff like that. I just am not. But getting back to your question, the... The attitude has changed, uh, but it's also because a lot of people are making money. For example, global warming. A lot of people are making money, gotten rich over global warming. The former vice president has gotten filthy rich, and he goes around in his G4, where it's got the worst goddamn imprint for uh, <laughs> you know, possible. Now, Sally and I flew on a plane with the former vice president. Uh, I can't even think of his name now. Mm -hmm. Gore. From uh, Lima, Peru to Los Angeles. He was uncommercial because he was just taking a lot of heat. Uh, and I couldn't believe uh, that they didn't have first class on the plane, just business class, and we were sitting right behind him. Uh, and and you, you don't realize how short all those guys are. Uh, he's, he's not very tall. And he's got a big bald spot right here. And I sat right behind him and I said, maybe I could bounce a potato off his head. You know? You know uh, the, uh, it's cordial, it's pleasant, you know, but uh, uh, a couple of people came up and asked him for his autograph, and he gave it to him. I, I wasn't one of them that asked for his autograph. And, uh, but he's gotten rich off of global warming, you know, and uh, he got an Academy Award or a Nobel, something, he got some award for that movie that he did. Um, but now a generation has grown up, and now the, the other thing that I've noticed in my lifetime and there's a, uh, a deal on CNN now called uh, Cold War. And it, it goes back from the, right after uh, World War II to the 50s and 60s. Of course, that's when I was a kid in the 50s and 60s. Um, 
and uh, I can remember doing the bomb shelters, you know, when you get under your desk because you're, you're practicing um, the, uh, in case the, the, the Russians dropped an atomic bomb. And I, in my little, in, even in my little poor neighborhood, they had these makeshift bomb shelters, you know. People would go and get steel from the railroad, uh, one of these uh, cars, and they bury it under the ground, and they think that that was going to keep them from the radiation, you know. Uh, and uh, but now nobody nobody cares. And of course now there's more violence in the world than there was then. There's four or five places in the world that there's violence. I mean, and uh, it's unfortunate. And uh, and none of I won't say none, but most of the stuff that I'm teaching you here is, it can't, it can't stop that violence. But what I tell people, when I tell the YouTubers, you want to save the world, go out and make a lot of fucking money. And then do good with it. You want to be a do-gooder? God bless you. Allah bless you. Buddha bless you. Unless you're Gandhi. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, go out and make a bunch of money and then do good. And that's what Bill and Melinda Gates are doing. They're doing good with their money. Uh, and there's a lot of people like that. And Warren Buffett's doing it. And they're not the only ones. Andrew Carnegie did it way before them, 100 years before them. He made a lot of money, and, they, and they tried, then he went nuts trying to give it away. Yeah. So the point is that I'm not saying money's the only thing, because it's not. But it's the only thing anybody keeps track of. Since the pyramids. I want a bigger pyramid than the other guy. You know? And, um, and it, 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 it won't solve all the ills of the world, but you can make attempts to solve some of the challenges and problems that exist that are important to you. Now, everything that's wrong with the planet today isn't important to everybody in this room. Everybody's got a different bent on it, you know. Uh, and uh, I certainly have a different bent on it. I'm, I'm very concerned about what affects me, uh, my immediate family, and next is, are the kids that I, I, I mentor and that I have these, this mentor-mentee relationship with, uh, and uh, and we do have you know save the world kids that, that you are interested in that, and a couple of them are up there on the on the Hall of Fame, um, but they went out and they got wealthy, and then they're using their money to do to do good. But getting back to Balmer, um, he's an example of an alpha male high-energy, quasi-psycho. Not dissimilar to me. And when we start talking about the CEOs, and I, I, I concentrate on Fortune 500 uh, companies because the information is easier to get on them. But they're, they're not dissimilar. Not all of them are as energetic and bounce up and down like Balmer does, but they all have that same characteristic. Uh, passion. You can call him anything you want to call him, but you can't call him not being passionate. He's passionate. His public perception is very much, I don't know, a lot of people would think that he's not necessarily smart, but there's a lot you can learn from someone who's led one of the greatest companies in the world for who knows how long else. Yeah, and to Bill Gates' credit, Bill picked him. Yeah. 
You know, Bill is, you know, is a very smart guy. He picked him. And he wasn't a developer, no technical. He, he was a no. Uh, and uh, he uh, believed he dropped out of Stanford before he got his MBA. I don't know if he finished. No. Uh, and uh, the and I and I say, and I tell you that education is not the end all. It's okay, but it's not the end all. Um, but uh, he, you know, he he did a good job. Any other comments or questions about the the Balmer thing? And then the second uh, movie was. Uh, this is Bomber? Yeah, Bomber yeah. Well, I, the thing that I got from uh, that the most was his, his uh, relentless, he just kept coming back to how important the idea is. The, uh, and the idea and how that, when you translate that to what we're doing, you know, the idea is what attracts your dream team. It's the idea that attracts the money. It's the idea that attracts... It's the, the passion that you sell the fucking idea. Because you kept saying the only thing you had is what? Passion. Can't even remember now. Yeah, I mean, his whole deal was based on one fucking word, and now, eh, what word's that? Passion. I'm a lot of things. By the way, you asked me if I was still sick yesterday, and I'm not sick today. But you can't tell any difference, can you? No. I've been sick the last couple of days. And if I were you on the YouTube, I'd be in bed with a thermometer, and I'd be calling my mother. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> Passion. Passion, and uh, the uh, and these guys that you know that have, and the ones behind it have been successful, and all these people over here, they all have one thing in common: they're all passionate. They show it in different ways. They show it in different ways. Mrs. Thatcher, who I had the privilege of meeting, uh, showed her passion in a different way. She didn't jump up and down like Bonner. Uh, uh Jack Welch. Uh, showed his passion in a different way. Ray Kroc showed his passion in a different way. Trump shows his passion in a different way. Uh, you know, Hitler and Stalin showed their passion in a different way. And, um, but they have passion. And British passion is different than New York passion. Uh, and uh, most of the successful oligarchs, you know, the rich billionaires from Russia are all passionate. Uh, they're more like the bombers jumping up and down. Yeah. Anything else about uh, the bomber stuff? Okay. We'll see you YouTubers later. <laughs>